you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and I am going to learn a great deal today from our very special guest. Joining us from Oregon is Eric Roth, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. Eric is a shamanic astrologer who's been providing astrological services since 2010. He's also a teacher and author and spent nine years as the managing director of the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School. He comes from the lineage of the shamanic astrology paradigm, a system of astrology that's holistic, archetypically driven, and founded on the three worlds, one of the main principles of this subject of astrology. Exploring the alchemy and archetypical magical ceremonial qualities of the stars, planets and astrology has been a natural outgrowth of Eric's ongoing vision quest of understanding the nature of who and what we are as souls inhabiting earth in a physical body. Okay, this is something where, as I just said, I'm gonna learn a lot. I'm excited about this, Eric, welcome. Thank you, Tomas. It is absolutely exciting to be here with you today. I, I'm just super thrilled to, to be here to, to talk about this. This is really wonderful. I'm looking forward to this because people have a, a conventional idea of what astrology is and what it consists of, and yours is deeper than that. So I guess the first question that I would have is, what is, in fact, shamanic astrology? Yeah, thank you. Um, shamanic astrology is a form, a system of astrology that is holistic. It, is, it doesn't hold judgment over the signs or the plants that a lot of people are familiar with. It is also as you read in the bio, the three worlds principle, meaning that the knowledge or the information that we gather, uh, astrology being a symbolic language and a language of, of, of ourselves, one of the languages of ourselves, that we tune into these three worlds, the classic worlds that, you know, especially those are, that are spiritually minded, understand or at least uh, know of them yeah. the middle world the world in which we're living in in the third dimension our our physical reality and the complexities of our relationships and our work and resources and survival okay mm -hmm. and then we have the upper world or what is sometimes called the celestial world that is our connection to the divine to our one could say our spiritual expansion in life and where there is, uh, where time is not linear, mm -hmm. where things don't happen, you know, on a, on a scale that might be considered rational, but yet they're yeah. necessary for our, could be necessary for our growth. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then we have the lower world or the underworld, which has, you know, gotten a pretty bad rap with, you know, uh, over the last few thousand years with, you know, certain religions, depending on the, their interpretations of mm -hmm. whatever uh, material that they have. But this is a place of transformation, okay. a place of surrender to ourselves. And I liken it to uh, what Kaylin Castell refers to, she's a shamanic astrologer, as the chrysalis stage. Oh. It's the surrender into yeah. the transformation, which can be at times painful, can be at times a very uncomfortable and leaving us in a vulnerable space. But without that, we wouldn't be able to be gifted our, you know, our, our the, the next chapter of our life in that sense. It's, it's, it um, really helps us become more authentic, okay. become true to ourselves. Um, and then I also, my own uh, looking at that underworld is I think of it as the deep, dark soil that has all the essence, the fundamental elements of creation okay. for plants and animals to thrive. Um, and that's where seeds are born. That's where, mm -hmm. you know, we mm -hmm. literally uh, are able to uh, connect into the world um, through that seasonal variation where you have the decay and the fall and then there's the uh you know the rain comes in and uh, you know depending on on what <laughs> where on the earth you're at uh but then that you know there's there's chaos that forms inside there and then suddenly life springs forth and okay. you have you have greenery um yes so this is these are the three worlds so shamanic astrology tunes us into those three worlds Okay. And a lot of the knowledge or the information that I, I gather and, and, and the system connects us to is through that way. Um, and then the archetypes, you mentioned archetypal driven. Well, the signs that if people are, can say, oh, I'm a Libra or I'm a Leo or yeah. something like that, that's mm -hmm. a seasonal energy that connects us to the earth seasons. And these signs are considered archetypes. And if, for those that are not familiar with that word, it's a, these are ancient images that are embedded in our, in, on our unconscious and our psyche that, you know, if we can look back to some of the more primal archetypes, we can say the great mother, mother earth, mm -hmm. um, the divine, you know, God, you know, these are the powerful primal like archetypes that, yeah. that live. Um, and we, uh, we, we embody them. And, and for some, there are certain archetypes that are more prominent featured in their lives and others that are, that are, you know, more, not as a priority. And so shamanic astrology looks at all of that and it, it holds in a way where these archetypes have a voice that they speak through us. Um, some of the influence of shamanic astrology comes from Jungian, uh, you know, psychotherapy uh, and the right. archetypes, and even even yeah. Jung connected to the to the worlds, the different worlds. Um, and the experiential portion of this, which is literally going outside and connecting with the stars and the earth and the relationship between the sky and the earth, 
then what is in our own relationship to that relationship? Why we become that, that vessel in that space okay. through that. And that's part of how we can help ourselves navigate um, is through that relationship. But it's not just simply looking on a computer screen and seeing a chart, which is, you know, obviously you want to do that in order to get some understanding, but to actually go out there and experience it oneself. Okay. Uh, the planets and the um, stars are spirit guides. Mm -hmm. They connect us into that space. They are initiators and teachers for ourselves. Okay. Um, they help us connect with that path. And so this is, uh, you know, as far as shamanic astrology is concerned, it, it embodies, you know, all of that um, and helps us, helps us orient life that it's just, it's one of several uh, systems or tools out there mm -hmm. that can help us be who we are. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's so much as, as, as we're talking about it here, that's of, of interest. Um, tell us a little bit more, if you don't mind, about the experiential component, because this is not something that a lot of people think about when they think of astrology. Yeah, thank you. Um, it just reminds me the the conversation I had uh, yesterday with um, an organizer at the Conscious Life Expo, and she's a uh, also, uh, at least she's, she's experienced in astrology and but she's also highly fascinated and connects into what we call the night sky. So as an example, she tells me, oh yeah, I sometimes go up to, um, you know, remote places or the Mount, near Mount, Mount Shasta up there where there's okay. hardly any light pollution. Right. And she, she's brought astrologers up there and like they have uh, very little knowledge of like what, how, how this, how the sky is, you know, the constellations and the way the planets move and so forth. And to me, that's a, uh, that's unfortunate because there's, it's so rewarding to go up there and actually learn about, okay. um, you know, the sky, the sky dome, you know, we are here on this planet and we, navigate that territory, but experientially, for example, um, ancient peoples throughout, almost no matter where you were on the globe, uh, many thousands of years ago, they, a lot of their mythologies, their stories, as above, so below, connect them to that process. They connected to the divine energies okay. in the sky and connected yeah. it to the earth and so when they would see for example a venus moon conjunction like say venus and the moon are right next to each other in the sky mm -hmm. and they would see a goddess going through the gates to be rebirthed out of the underworld and that some in some circles the crescent moon when the crescent moon conjuncts venus it's like venus is on it's literally boarding that that boat to go out of um, the underworld as she's transforming, uh, being uh, the ancient goddess of um, uh, from ancient Mesopotamia called Inanna. And she's the, she was one of the precursors to uh, Venus, the Roman oh. goddess Venus. Okay, yeah. And so it's that literal connection 
that we have, we can experience that. It may not be the actual like physical way that that planet is you know, orbiting the sun and, and the moon orbiting the earth, but we see it in that symbolic language that's awesome. teaching us something about ourselves oh, well, well, as, it, okay. as it occupies perhaps a, a certain place in the sky. Um, and then for another example is experiencing just the passage of the moon, the phases of the moon as it goes across the sky and having, what, what, what does one feel when they see that? What do they experience? Um, and ceremonies have been built around the phases of the moon and when they're, you know, um, or the, when the sun is setting at a certain point, like say the, um, the equinoxes or the solstices, they mark them. It, it helps them connect into like where they are in time as well, what is coming up for them. And they, they created megalithic structures across the globe. Mm, right, yes. Pyramids, temples, yeah. uh, you know, if you've been uh, to Mas to certain places in the Southwest, there are some amazing constructs out there as well and petroglyphs oh, yeah. that also mm -hmm. connect us to the sky and the earth. Um, yeah, so those are the, those are the experiences. The, and this is part of the language as far as astrology is concerned. The ancient roots of it come from those areas, from all these places across the globe. And our, our human connection for desire for meaning, desire for like, what does this all mean? I wanna, I'm also looking for order. Is there order in this planet in my life? And so they're, they're experiencing that and they're connecting to the seasons and eventually signs and archetypes start to, to be forged, you know, over thousands of years. And mm -hmm. they start to recognize that and connect into it themselves and for all, all for everybody um so ceremonially we could at times if we know a certain um uh, conjunction or aspect meaning as when i say an aspect it means like oh um the sun is uh, rising today as uh, a star is setting on the other horizon that can be an aspect yeah. uh, polarity is happening there's a relationship there Mm -hmm. And so you could, you could mark that, especially if it's, if it's connecting into something more personal for you, okay. you could meditate on that and open up to what maybe certain knowledge or wisdom might be coming through. Mm -hmm. You know, it also connects us to the magic of creation itself, the divine creation uh, what I like to call great spirit or great mystery um, is essentially just, you know, the, or the universe or God, um, that is, it connects us into that space that, and the mystery is infinite mm -hmm. and we're always looking into that. And that to me, I know on a personal level, I, I want to keep exploring that until my last breath oh, <laughs> on oh, this yeah. planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it fuels me. It, it, it keep, it gets me going in the morning and you know still at night until i have to realize i got to turn in <laughs> as i'm curious yeah. about the universe um so 
Yes. Yeah, so these are the things experientially we're participating in our lives when, for example, if I'm giving a reading to somebody and I say, okay, you've got, say, Saturn going on in your life, it might be good for you. I would suggest actually doing, uh, having experiences with Saturn, like going outside if you're able to go and connect with Saturn, like just okay. like, oh, that light is going to be there. You know, it's going to be in the evening sky for the summer and the fall. You know, it'd be important for you to, would be, I would suggest you to, to tune into it. It's, think of it as a spirit guide okay. that you can connect with. So that's, a, that's another way to, um, uh, for a person to manifest, you know, their, what they're wanting or what they're, what sort of their soul is desiring, perhaps you know, okay. at, at that yeah. time being initiated in. Yeah. Well, this is so fascinating because it's multidimensional and it's just so much more than most people think of. They think of astrology as your sun sign only or a, a, a horoscope. And you mentioned Saturn a, a moment ago. So let's use Saturn as an example. What is the, the archetypical meaning of Saturn? Yes, great question. So in shamanic astrology, in this system... It is looked at as a symbol of growth through limits and boundaries. It represents structure and form and our third dimensional, you know, gravitational hold on life. Okay. Um, it, it actually, on a physical, you know, visual level, visual experience, at least from here from Earth, it is the farthest planet that we can reliably see in the sky, out right. of the solar system. If you go to Uranus, it you'd have to have really keen eyes and know exactly where to see it at a certain time of year. Okay. But for Saturn, it, it, it's the one that is always visible until it uh, gets into the glare of the sun, at, you know, like all planets do at a certain time in its orbit, you know, perspective from Earth. So it, it connects us to the ability to show up for ourselves. Okay. To look at our resources and pay attention and go, okay, where do I, how do I invest in my own self and my own path? And how can I work hard to do it? You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's the time of a priority list making. Oh, I see. All right. Um, a time where we oh. kind of, uh, as they say, get your ducks in a row and go, you know, this isn't a time to take risks, not necessarily. It's a time to really connect into an, Sort of follow the rules to some extent in order to achieve what maybe you want to achieve. And I, I also liken it to planting the seeds. This is something Daniel Giamario, who created shamanic astrology, uh, planting the seeds for the next seven generations. But for, but in a personal level, planting the seeds for yourself for the next, you know, for the next several years. Okay. Um, and so Saturn can be really helpful in that now. I know in certain astrology circles and, and, and some people who are not as, uh, maybe not as familiar with um, sort of the, uh, what we call the beneficial side of Saturn, right. they might've project like, oh no, not Saturn. It's gonna, it's gonna feel too constrictive and uh, it's gonna be too hard. And uh, I don't wanna, I don't want Saturn in my life because if I don't, you know, there's a certain resistance to it. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it requires a person to show up. And sometimes they may be off what we might consider off their path. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I say that loosely because it's everything happens, in my belief, everything happens for a reason. Sure. There are no coincidences. Yeah, yeah. 
And so a person might be like being led there on a certain way that is not fully healthy. And so Saturn comes in and it might feel hard and constrictive as they keep trying to go down an unhealthy path. Okay. And that's where sure. that resistance will feel like, oh, Saturn is Saturn's doing something to me. It's 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 making life harder for me. <laughs> but in but in reality, it's trying right. to show them another way mm -hmm. by saying, don't beat your head against the brick wall. You know, that's not the way. Okay. There, there could mm -hmm. be some other ways that require us work. You know, you may have to chip at that wall. You may have to 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 find a, another path around the wall, but and that requires some maybe some education, some study. Maybe that requires you to actually, you know, face your truth. Ah, yes. You know? And <laughs> if you can do that, yeah. then hey, wow, that yeah. is just that's half of it right there, and then the other half is actually working with it, working with that truth to find that, that authentic path for yourself. So Saturn shows up in that fashion. I've always looked at it as a, uh, as a powerful motivator to help a person really get what they want in life, but okay. they have to actually show up and do the work. They can't just, mm. it isn't just about sitting back and, and uh, watching. Um, are you hearing a noise in the background at all? You're just fine, yeah. Okay. Um, it's not just sitting back and, and having a drink or two, um, but it's actually showing up and, and doing what you need to do, <laughs> making the phone calls, sending the emails, going out and, um, you know, uh, doing the, uh, the, the important work that you got to do in order to achieve it. Like it's, it's like getting up in the morning and like if you've made appointments that day or the rest of the week, show up. Uh, don't just go oh i mean obviously if you were authentically like uh you know sick or if there was some other thing going on then that's obviously something going on but mm -hmm. show up for your appointments if you can do it obviously you know sometimes we have we have to reschedule or juggle things that's fine but yeah. if you're just canceling or just like completely ghosting appointments oh, yeah. that's yeah. like yeah. you know almost the antithesis <laughs> of saturn just like oh uh -huh. no because there are, in the Saturn's case, there are like consequences. And they may not be like uh, entirely um, um, easy to see, but they can show up where like, oh my God, I missed a, an appointment and that was an opportunity for me. You know, you don't know sure. what that could be the result of that. There could be some insights, there could be some additional like layers there. Even if it's just a simple doctor's appointment right. or a dental cleaning, there could be something there and it's like Saturn show up, show up, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, it's time, it's a time for good attendance. Okay. <laughs> well, I can imagine some resistance to the showing up and doing the work component. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll give an example. Um, I was in many years ago, I was transitioning, I was I was still moonlighting as an astrologer, and I was working in insurance. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Full time. And um, I kept prolonging uh, my full time into astrology. Uh -huh. And um, like, I, I had to put in my notice, but then into my, my agent, the agency I worked for, and then she came and I had an idea. I'm like, well, maybe I can like uh, contract out as a consultant and just, you know, maybe a couple of days a week, keep going with that. There was this sense of security with that. Like, oh, I got this extra blanket. Well, it turns out that the universe had other plans for me. And 
I, I was essentially by my boss scapegoated into being like sort of the source of, of the agency's like financial woes. Oh. I was there for five and a half years. Hmm. And so she was having a hard time um, in the agencies. There was, she had lost some clients and uh, I was having a difficult time training uh, a person that was going to take over the, the, the account. And um, an innocent conversation with her co-owner um, about uh, a client call um, led her to call to, to bring me into office and like basically make make me being the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. I was just like taken to task and I realized that she was projecting onto me a lot of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. And and then later she came into my office and, and essentially just tried to uh, trigger me and activate me, tried to get me into an argument. And I almost got to that point, but then I realized I'm like, okay, I'm not going there. I, this yeah. is not gonna be helpful to anybody. And, and I go, do you just want me to leave right now? I still had like three days, three official days left at the office. Okay. And, and she goes, yeah, oh, you, and then she turned it around and says, oh, you wanna leave right now? I said, okay, wow. um, yeah, okay, fine, I'll leave. And I was, at this point, I was shaking. I mm. was nervous, but I was in a Saturn cycle. Okay. Uh, Saturn was, I think, on my midheaven. It has to do with work. It has to do with our, my calling in life. And I had to make a decision right there. I had to go, okay, I need to walk out. I need to leave. And I got in my car. She actually escorted me out of the office. I didn't even oh. get to say goodbye to anybody. <laughs> All right. It wasn't wow. like I was like some doing something wrong. I was just mm. like, what mm. is going on here? Mm. And uh, so I, I left and got in my car. And when I was driving home, I literally did not look back. I, I just said, okay, this is it. I was nervous. I was shaking. I got home. I was on the couch. I was like, okay, I'm just... I think I just had a glass of water and I was just like, okay, I just need to ground myself into this space. But it was Saturn educating me um, along with the universe. Okay. But there was something powerful happening. I'm like, okay, I need to take this torch of, I want to get serious with my practice, with my calling life. All right. I've got to step into that role. And it was hard at first. I had some, hmm. uh, you know, a lot of building to do. Okay. A lot of you know, networking and, and, and people, resource people uh, connecting into, which I love. It took a while, it took years, but I was able to really get into that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, a, a way for Saturn to come in and say, hey, you know, you can't just like hold off this path, Eric. Right. You know, there's something here, something else, and you're going to be of service to the world. And Here's a, here's a door. Okay. You know, yes. Here's an open door. Yeah. Uh, choose to take it, please. We can't we can't uh, force you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got yeah. to choose to walk that. Um, and so that's that's an example of Saturn coming in into my life. And okay. Uh, and it was interesting because before that, I I think it was during that time that I did a little uh, what I call a Saturn ceremony where I was just simply asking for some guidance and I was asking for some uh, 
help in navigating this this transition and I didn't know how it was going to unfold but I was I, I put this little altar together with a picture of Saturn and a some you know resources something solid like a like a grant piece of granite you know like this is a way to kind of connect into magic and just simply meditate and, and use those symbols as a way to anchor yourself in okay. space um but that's one way to do it and I found it I found yeah. it very helpful Okay. Well, this is really wonderful. And, and you're answering one of the questions that I had at the outset, which is how you got into shamanic astrology. So you left, you were escorted out of the insurance office. And I know everyone out there listening has had the experience of being summarily dismissed or escorted out. I certainly have. Yeah. Everyone has a, a, a great story about that. So then you began to practice this form of astrology. So how, how did you get into shamanic astrology in particular? Well, that one, I mean, in that, it was, I just want to backtrack a little bit. In that event, I was already practicing for about I think close to three years. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, by the time I was escorted out, maybe two and a half years. <laughs> All right. um, but I had started studying it originally back in 2004 when I first met Daniel Giamario and okay. uh, started taking classes from him. And how I got to that space, it was through studying shamanism, uh, was yeah. how I got to that space. Okay. And so I met uh, Daniel at a workshop um in 2004 at brighton bush hot springs in oregon okay yeah if any of your listeners might be familiar with that it's just a um really amazing mm. sacred yeah. place uh that's just in the sort of the foothills of the cascade mountains right east of salem oregon and i had in that on that workshop i we i we did some breath work shamanic breath work and some shamanic astrology and I was transformed. Hmm. I was able to be vulnerable, to come down into my space, my my what my soul and feel it. And there I was grieving. Part of I knew part of my life was going away. Okay. Yeah. Through that. And that there was nothing, there was something coming, something new and rich and dynamic and heartfelt. Um, and it was, it was in that event that got me into shamanic astrology. And I've, you know, I had been soul searching for, so maybe about four years, okay. um, studying all kinds of different, uh, modalities and, uh, studying about even God, uh, about spirituality, shamanism. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just taking it all in. And um, uh, that, that took me down a path. Um, and I, was, I had always been attracted to, to you know, things that connected into nature and shamanism was, was, power, was a powerful yes. way to do that. Uh, and so there was a night there at that workshop where he, Daniel Giamario, uh, took us out of this field uh, and it was a clear night. And we got to look at the stars and he taught about some of the stories of the stars, shared the stories. And I was just, just completely captivated. I was drawn in. I'm like, okay. Mm. It reminded me when I was 
18 and a half ish uh, going on 19. And I got to see the stars for the first time in my life because I okay. grew up in LA. Oh, all right. You could yeah. see maybe uh, like seven stars or something <laughs> from LA. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, but we, my friends and I drove up to the mountains uh, and I got to see the star field. And I, I was, that, that shifted me too. And it, it gave me kind of a clue into my future, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was like a preview and like mm. a teaser almost, but yet I felt it in my being. Okay. I felt, you know, one could say they felt the presence of, some people might say they felt the presence of God or great mm -hmm. spirit or the sure. universe. I felt something very profound like that. Mm, great. And I knew that part of what I was going to do in life involved the stars in some way. I just didn't know how. Okay. Yeah. And it was, that's part of, that's actually just kind of gets me into this space or it's part of the whole thing about curiosity and just not having, if, if you have such a hold on expectations about life, it can sometimes dissolve the curiosity in your life because if you know what's going to come or if you like oh you need to you have such a hold that you you might not uncover the mystery of the other other possibilities the other yeah. potentialities that might show up in your life right um and that's been something that has just been a, a journey of magic for me okay that was wonderful and and now here you are practicing this. So what does a, a shamanic astrology reading look like? When you give a reading for a client, how much more in-depth is that than what um, a conventional astrological reading would look like? Well, it, we in, in shamanic astrology, it goes into the depths of a person's journey. Oh, yeah. What All is right. their archetypal path? What mm. stories are there? Um, and what stories they might be telling themselves. Oh, yeah, right. Um, it, it goes into their lineage about where they came from um, and what they're be what archetypally what they're beginner at this lifetime. Oh, um, wonderful. And, you know, for those that are familiar with the sun sign, the sun plays an important role. It's not the end all be all, but it does play an important role in it. it we can call it, it, it's the fuel that you burn to reach your life purpose. Mm. Okay. Um, and all of those play an, an important role. And then I also look at their phase of life, where they are currently, where they're headed um, into the future, like not as a prediction, but as an intent. Looking at the intent of uh, like the roadmap, which could be the chart. Okay. Yes. And the person has free will to choose what their path is ultimately. And it's my, my job to help maybe be a guide of sorts, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. maybe provide some insights into some pressing issues they may be experiencing. Um, why, you know, why, uh, why is there perhaps their marriage uh, on the rocks or why are they in a spiritual crisis? Well, there's a, you know, planet, when I look at the planetary initiators, I can see some of that and it's not my job to resolve it, but to help them maybe gain insight into themselves. 
Yes. Okay. And and what they could draw out for themselves in their own path. And um, you know, I can help a person. You know, one of many tools help a person see themselves more clearly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. in ways they never experienced before. Um, and so that's what the that's and and we go in depth into some sometimes into some sensitive issues. There is some psychology. I'm not a trained psychotherapist, but um, if there are you know greater problems and if they need to see somebody on that professional level, then I would certainly recommend. I do have a person that um, I refer people to as a uh, psychotherapist and a trained uh, hypnotist as oh, well. Sure. Um, uh, she comes from a Jungian background and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, I, I've had conversations with her. It's kind of a nice uh, sort of adjunct or, uh, you know, other way to experience that. And I've done a session with her and it, it's been helpful, but that's just one of the ways to, a person can get into that. It's just the, so I, I give them insights into their into their chart and to their experience, and I help them as well. I always encourage them to look and connect with the earth and sky for themselves. Okay. And they're always welcome to ask me questions as well mm. during the it's, inter, it's an interactive process. It's not just oh, me reading things, but it's them also like, oh hey, um, is there something that I've shared? As if is there something you want to share with me? A question you have for me, feel free to jump in with that. Um, and I do my sessions uh, remotely, and in, now starting to do them in person. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, over, you know, of course, over Zoom and phone, and um, I'm I'm going to Austin. I'll be doing readings in Austin, Texas, uh, beginning next week, uh, end of next week. Um, or, you know, at the time of this publication would be uh, beginning on the fifteenth and sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, coming right up july and yeah so um but i also do classes astrology classes and i do uh video sharings uh youtube channel video sharings Mm. where i just share what's going on and just give people some additional insights about what's happening um astrologically sort of the astrological weather report okay uh, all right and that um and uh yeah, so they're, they're, and I write articles, I, I'm always exploring. And so when I get some tangent, something I want to explore, you know, writing about it or doing a video about it helps understand okay. what's sure. coming up or, yeah. or, you know, a future podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, right. And uh, so your, your YouTube channel, um, is the YouTube channel under your name, um, Eric Ross? Yes. Or, okay. yes. All right. Um, and you can also find it under my business practice in Spiral Nexus. Ah, wonderful. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about all of the ways that people can get a hold of you in just a moment. But a quick question for you when we're talking sure. about the readings and that it's an interactive process with the person getting the reading. How long does one of these typically take? A first time reading can be anywhere from 90 to 100 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, an update. Uh, typically about an hour mm. um, and there are other ways like I do I've done 30 minute readings um, if people just want to get a sort of sense of things sure um, or a quick update um, and I also do readings like at fairs where they're 15 to 20 minutes oh um, yeah all right 
Yeah. Yes. Well, and you mentioned sending people out to the stars a few minutes ago. So do they have homework typically? Uh, in a way, uh, yes. Um, right. <laughs> I, I do share with them to uh, share what their insights were. Mm -hmm. If they've connected, like uh, I would say, okay, we'll go out and look at Saturn or Jupiter and just meditate with them when, you, when you're able to, you know, I, I tell them like when it's going to be more visible and so they're not like having to get up at two o'clock in the morning to see it, but All to right. connect with it maybe in the evening time or if they're early risers, you know, in the morning before sunrise um, and just say, just be out there and meditate maybe do a vision board around it for themselves mm -hmm. if they're familiar with that. And then, you know, they're welcome. I, I say, you're welcome. Please do share what comes in. If there's something that takes place in your life, maybe some insights, please do share. Um, and I'm always uh, ask, inviting them back to ask me questions later on and to yeah, share their thoughts. But that's, so that's their homework, essentially. It's a deep, sort of a deepening process for yeah. themselves. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's, again, as we've mentioned here throughout the show, quite a bit different than just a basic sun sign reading. And uh, yeah, um, it, it's much more involved. So Eric, how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to work with you personally to get more information? The best way is through my website, spiralnexus.com. Uh, I N is a Nancy uh, S P I-R-A-L, so the, uh, in, the word in, and then the word spiral, and then the word nexus, N-E-X-U-S, uh, dot com. And I have a newsletter, I have, you know, video postings, then I have a contact information, as well as a readings page that they can actually schedule a reading on there if they chose, if they're ready for that. Okay. Um, but they have the option to do that right there from my website. Um, and my email address is inspiralnexus at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. And then again, your YouTube channel that you mentioned, Eric Roth, yes. Eric, E-R-I-K, Roth. Yes. yes, yeah, Eric with a K. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And it's inspiralnexus.com, um, Eric's web address here. Now, yes. you're going to Austin yes. next week. Tell us about that. What are you going to be doing? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, so the weekend of the 17th and 18th of July, I will be doing, uh, we'll be having a little booth table uh, doing mini readings at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo. Um, and it's at the Palmer Event Center um, on that weekend. And it's Saturday 10 to 6 and Sunday 11 to 6. Right. Um, so both days and there's a lot of amazing healers there and speakers there so if you're if someone's in that area and they want to come by and get a taste for of shamanic astrology and um, mm -hmm. maybe visit other practitioners yeah. uh, I know people there that tend to you know sell crystals and other mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, amazing things uh, it's it's just a it really is a, a, a very dynamic fair it's right on the um, the uh, not the uh, Colorado River refer, uh, we're familiar with, but it's on the Colorado River of Texas, which okay. is its own. Uh, I was uh, uh, introduced to that by a, uh, uh, a friend out there. That's part of the reason I'm going is she runs the Austin Shamanic Center. And she's got clients oh. that I'm going to do readings for out there. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I, so I have a couple of 
I still have some openings if people want to do in-person readings um, while I'm out there. If they're okay. visiting Austin or if they live in that area not, or not too Beautiful. far, then that would be that would be a part of it. All right. So definitely check Eric out in Austin, July 17th and 18th, that weekend. And if you've never been to Austin, well, then that's a whole nother experience in and of itself. It, it is. It's great. And I'll, right. And I'll be <laughs> um, available like uh, uh, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. I'll be there as well. Right. Um, so I'm staying for a few extra days to, uh, to do readings and to like actually just check out Austin. <laughs> All right. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really wonderful. And this is the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo um, yes. in Austin, Texas. Okay, wonderful. And again, it's in spiralnexus.com. And that is uh, the best way. Eric, would you repeat for the listeners your email address again? Yes, it's in spiralnexus at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. Yes, inspiralnexus at gmail.com. Great way to get a hold of Eric to schedule a reading or to find out more information about his services. Okay, well, I won't be going to Austin next weekend, but it certainly sounds inviting. I would love to do that. Eric, this has been wonderful, and I've learned a great deal about shamanic astrology that I, I did not know before. And it's wonderful that it's so holistic and it's so in-depth and that people really, really get an opportunity to find out who they really are and see themselves more clearly. So what would you like to leave the listeners with today? Ah, what I would like to leave is, is sharing that there is a sky all around us, sun and the moon and the stars, and they are, they're there with us. We are in relationship and to, for each person to develop their own relationship with that sky and including the earth, of course, um, that the stars are guides, the planets are guides and there's ancient wisdom that comes from um, countless millennia of ancestry across the planet into us here today that we can tune in um, and just look up into the sky and, and realize, hey, this is, there's a whole nother realm right there for, mm -hmm. us to, for us to tune in. Yeah. Wonderful. And it's so much deeper than a simple sun sign horoscope that you might see in the paper. <laughs> yes, it's, that could be definitely more, more on the entertainment level with the newspaper, but there can sometimes be some interesting wisdom that can come through. It's, it's, it's interesting, um, but not the, definitely not in depth. Right. Yeah, definitely. And what we're looking at here with shamanic astrology is everything in depth. Well, Eric, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining me here today. You're welcome, Tomas. It was it was just an honor to be here, and I, I was uh, really excited to do this with you today. Uh, wonderful, and as as was I, it's been a pleasure. And again, catch Eric in SpiralNexus.com, and if you're in Austin, Texas, July 17th and 18th, that's coming right up here in a few days. Check it out, Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, and be sure to visit Eric's website for more information. All right. So, so much fun, Eric. Thank you so yeah. much again.
Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. I look forward to another another one. Absolutely. We're going to go into more depth because I've thought of, well, dozens of other questions. No surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. All right, Eric, thank you so much. Guys, this has been Decide to Transform. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Have a great day.